Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Wellovation Podcast, where we elevate your wellness as listeners. I am your host, professional podcast coach, Cody Williams, and we'd like to take this moment to thank our sponsors for this episode, Trinity Breakthrough Coaching and Splash Coffee Co. Experience a coaching journey without walls with Trinity Breakthrough Coaching. Trinity Breakthrough Coaching offers courses and memberships on comprehensive wellness, as well as one-on-one, group, and organizational coaching for all individuals and the collective in all walks of life. They also offer a free coaching community to all looking to transform their lives. It includes meditations, affirmations, masterclasses on comprehensive wellness, these very podcast episodes, coaching check-ins, and more. Experience the coaching journey without walls with Trinity Breakthrough Coaching today. Splash Coffee Co. Soak in the moment with Splash Coffee Co. with amazing tasting coffee. Splash Coffee Co. is a woman and minority owned business who sources their coffee beans from women owned and operated farms. Get your bag of coffee beans today at www.splashcoffeeco.com. Okay, so welcome to episode four of season one. We are talking about fear today. Very, very enlightening discussion that we'll be having. Looking forward to it. Let's go. Right, so it's good to have everybody back with us today. I'm your professional podcast coach, Cody Williams, in the Wellovation Podcast, episode four. We are talking about fear today, ladies and gentlemen. Fear, one of those emotions that no matter how big or how tough people seem to be, we all experience fear. There's no way around it. There's absolutely no way around it. So to get started, Let's let's get a little bit vulnerable here, right? You don't have to answer out loud, obviously, because this is a podcast episode, but I do want you to subconsciously reflect on what your answer may be to these questions. Number one, what are you most afraid of? What are you most afraid of? Is it a phobia? Is it a certain type of situation? What really gets your heart pumping? When it comes to you being afraid of something. Next, have you ever let fear hold you back from doing something you really wanted to do? That's a big one. This podcast, for for instance, is one of mine, but here I am, I'm doing it. But what has fear held you back from? Number three, fear can be a powerful motivator for some. It can also be a barrier to success for others. But for you in particular, how do you deal with fear in your life? How does it show up for you? How do you respond to it? Or in some cases, react to it? Fear is such a universal emotion, people. It really is. Fear is considered to be such a universal emotion simply because it is experienced by all people Across all cultures, ages, genders, and backgrounds, fear is definitely a common denominator when we segment all of us out as people. Again, because there's no way around it. At the core, though, fear is a natural and adaptive response to perceived threats, danger, or stress. So it can actually help us anticipate and respond to potential danger. So fear is part of our 
being for a reason. So as I've mentioned before, all emotions, we need all of them in some capacity, but we need to work on our ability to choose which one is most appropriate. So for an example, if we sense danger, our brains are going to release adrenaline, which triggers that fight or flight response. But is that the only way? That's a question that only you can answer. How, how much of a hard wire in our brains is fear for us? Because for a lot of us, it is a survival mechanism. So it is an essential part of, of humans as we've evolved to be who we are today. But without fear, right, the people that have came before us might not have been able to survive in the circumstances that, that they were in. We obviously, in the, in the society that we're in now, right, we, we're definitely in the digital era where everything is, is, has some type of technical element to it. AI is becoming a very, very big juggernaut within our society today. There could be some fear around that. So again, each and every generation of people have dealt with different types of fear. So it's not fair because of that to compare one generational fear to the next or one person's fear to the next. Because fear is highly subjective, very highly subjective. I mean, just going back to what I said just a few minutes ago, right? This is our natural and adaptive response to perceived, there goes that word again, perceived perception, to perceive threats, danger, or stress. So how well are we perceiving things for ourselves? That, ladies and gentlemen, encompasses a lot of different factors that play in play a part of that. Now, in addition to that, though, if we if we take out the, the background, right, or the, or prior or previous experiences that we may have had, fear can also be shaped by cultural, social or psychological factors. So there is a certain thing called cultural fears, right, based on certain values, beliefs of life of how you are to live your life. And if anything comes against that or could potentially threaten that, right, that particular culture could have fears in certain areas. Socially, man, this is such a huge one. Again, being in this digital era, socially, there are a lot of social fears that maybe some generations cannot necessarily identify with at the same degree as ones that are currently going through it today. But it all comes back to the same point that fears are inevitable and they are such a prevalent emotion in our people as we know it in society and generationally so here's some here's some statistics right let's 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 go let's go to some of the the facts on this so according to the national institute of mental health an estimated 19.1 percent of u.s adults experience an anxiety disorder in the past year that may be attached to specific phobias being the most common. Another study by the American Psychiatric Association found that women are more likely than men to experience anxiety disorders, with the lifetime prevalence of 33.7% compared to 22.4% for men. Now, as I'm sure you are aware, that is probably on the rise for both 
genders in that, in that case. Specific phobias are m- most common when it comes to fears that we're having. As I mentioned before, the anxiety disorder, which is affecting an estimated 12.5 of U.S. adults at some point in their lifetime. At some point. And then lastly here, according to a survey done by Chapman University, the most common fears among Americans are corruption of government officials, cyber terrorism, corporate tracking of personal data, terrorist attacks, and not having enough money for the future. Now, I tell you all of that to say, again, fear is such a subjective emotion. Meaning so many different things can determine whether or not a person is fearful of something. So we we mentioned anxiety disorder, but fear can also cause physical symptoms as well. Such as a racing heart, sweating, trembling, shortness of breath. These are things that we that we most of us already know, people. These are things that we have some indication of knowledge wise. We do. We, we understand that, that fear is real. We understand that it affects our body in, in, in various amount of ways. And we also know that from an emotional standpoint, it definitely has an impact. Now, we have to be very careful in how we label fear for ourselves. That's what we're going to touch on. Because so many of us, like we've talked about in prior episodes with anger and with joy, we can be misdiagnosing ourselves when it comes to this emotion. So understanding the origin of the emotional experience that you're having is important. Understanding the triggers of that emotional experience is important. And then understanding what is the derivative of the emotional experience that you're having so that we don't mislabel things. So as an example, the first derivative of fear, according to the emotional will, and there are different different ones out there, but the, the first derivative of fear is Scared, being terrified, being insecure, being nervous, or being horrified. Now, if you're anything like me, I did not know the difference between being terrified and being horrified prior to doing the necessary research. But there is a difference. Within the emotion of being scared, the derivative of being scared is being frightened and feeling helpless. The derivative of being terrified is panic or hysteric or being hysterical. The the second derivative of insecure, of feeling insecure, is feeling inferior or inadequate. At some point, we're going to dive into that because that's that's huge. But what about when you're nervous? Derivative of that is being worried, being anxious. So there comes that anxiety part right there. And then when you talk about being horrified, the emotions tied to that is being mortified and dreadful. So fear by itself is very complicated. It can be very convoluted as well. And so it's extremely important to understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Because a lot of times we only address fear at the fruit of it. We never really address it at the root. And what I mean by that is Typically, we will address our response to fear, but not necessarily fear itself. How often do we ask our how often do we ask ourselves the question, 
why am I fearful of this? And just so that you know, recurring theme as we go through these different podcast episodes, the three-letter question, three-letter, one-word question, why, is so important, especially when you ask it more than once to yourself. Why? That same three-letter, one-word question that probably gets on our nerves when other people ask us. But we got to take the time to ask ourselves that. Why? This particular circumstance occurred. I was scared. Why? I'm about to walk into a room full of people. I have to talk. I have to speak. I'm having some anxiety around that. Why? I got a big presentation coming up at work. Have some anxiety around it. Have some fear around it. Feeling a little bit insecure. Why? Why can be the foundation of uncovering what needs to happen in order for you to begin to start healing in that area. The essence of why is found in exposure. When the word why is asked, it usually means something's about to be exposed, whether we like it or not. And so that's what we're trying to do here with fear. That's simply what we're trying to do. So, we mentioned a few physical manifestations earlier. Increased heart rate and blood pressure, sweating, chills, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, muscles, tension, tremors, nausea. I mean, the list goes on, right? But the emotional manifestations of it, like we just talked about, with the anxiety, worry, panic, terror, nervousness, apprehension, insecurity, self-doubt, helplessness. That's what we need to begin to start addressing at the root. And in this Wellovation podcast, obviously, we're leading with emotions here, right? Because emotion is such a pivotal part of achieving comprehensive wellness. But one of the things that I wanted to call out is that for those who do not feel comfortable dealing with the subset emotions of fear, irritability and anger can be a very close cousin. We've talked about anger. We've talked about how irritability is a subset of anger. But what I want to challenge us to do is to deal with fear as it sits within us and in front of us. Meaning not just dealing with fear from the response perspective, but dealing with fear from the internal perspective, which involves asking again that question, why? It's really important, really important. To think about this. Because fear keeps us from doing things. And for some, fear can actually motivate us. Which one are you? Because I can tell you right now, if you are somebody that's motiva- motivated by fear, right? You probably have a considerable, a considerable amount of success because of that. But one of the things you got to be cognizant of is, is there the ability for you to reach success without leveraging fear as a chip on your shoulder. There is a such thing as attaining success the right way versus the wrong way for you as an individual. But we have to be vulnerable enough to admit it. 
because it's something about when we recognize that we're against the wall. And I'm, I'm speaking merely to the people here who leverage fear as motivation. It's it's a great pivot. When appropriate. But if you are constantly looking for an opportunity to manifest your greatness through the use of fear. Then you're almost only drawing from a certain aspect of your life when there could be other ways to do it. As opposed to how do you create that motivation from a situation that doesn't involve you feeling fearful? How do you create motivation from being happy? How do you create motivation from shock or surprise? How do you create motivation out of sadness? So for those of you that are leveraging fear in that way, first and foremost, kudos to you. Because you do have the ability to be resilient in that area and potentially turn things from being one way to completely being another way. The 180 effect. So kudos to you for that. But I also want to challenge you and ask, is there any other way that you can reach the same accomplishment or success in the, in the endeavors that you, you leverage it for? Now, for those who, who allow fear to paralyze you, let's talk to you for a second. Fear is an indication, obviously, that something is wrong. So most common, probably used example out there now is, hey, we have pain sensors. You touch the stove, it tells you the stove is hot. You then take the action of not touching the stove. We've learned that since we were very little kids. Now, fear can be looked at in the same exact way. Because you touch the stove does not mean you never go in the kitchen ever again. Because you touch the stove lets you know that when you are in the kitchen, you probably need to be wearing an oven mitt. Or you probably just need to be more alert and aware of your surroundings when you do find yourself near the stove. Two completely different perspectives there. And for those of you that are becoming paralyzed by fear, you are missing out on so much greatness that you could be cooking up in that kitchen because you refuse to go in the kitchen because of that one experience or multiple experiences. But there is a way to coexist with the fear and still achieve what you're trying to achieve. And that comes from a high level of awareness as well. So by no means am I asking you to suppress the feeling that you have if, if you are one of these people. By no means am I asking you to disregard it. What I am asking you to do is to acknowledge it, to sit in it, and then make a conscious decision to pivot. It's a lot easier said than done. It takes some work, obviously, which is why we're life coaches. This is what we coach you through. Part of some of your goals of how to reach that, right? How to reach a point to where you can begin to choose and make the, make the conscious choice that you're going to make that pivot. But again, a pivot means that you do acknowledge where you currently are, which is most important. I want you to achieve your dreams. I want you to go after things that you have always felt that, that within you, you were capable of doing. But for some reason, fear sets in. Next thing I want to cover, fear sometimes can have a voice. And I'm not just talking about the internal voice. I'm talking about the external voice. There are some people that are very close to you that want to see you succeed, want to see you do well. 
but inadvertently they place their own self-limitations on you. And that creates self-doubt. It creates insecurity and it could potentially create anxiety. That's what we have to be careful of. People that mean well need to be placed within boundaries that allows them to mean the best for you in the capacity that they can. But just because somebody means well does not mean they get unlimited, untapped potential to speaking into your life in every, in every area of your life. That's where we need to get smarter. And a lot of times when we hear the word boundaries, we think that, you know, we, that means you just have to immediately cut things or people off. And that's not true. It does mean you have to have enough awareness to figure out where they fit. And that may be in a small opening. It may be in a wide aperture or opening. But it's determining where they fit. So psychologically, if you know you're striving towards something, but yet the people that are in your corner or within your circle are limited in their scope and their ability to be able to align with where you're trying to go, then that may be an opportunity to set some boundaries so that you alleviate the potential aspect of fear seeping in to your trajectory of where you're trying to go. But it all starts and revolves around awareness. So if we go back to those questions that I asked you earlier, you know, first one being, what are you most afraid of? Whatever that is, I want you to take that, acknowledge it, sit in that, and then let that three-letter, one-word question come into play. Why? For the second question that I asked, have you ever let fear hold you back from doing something you really wanted to do? Ask yourself why. And the third, how do you use it? So for those who are leveraging it for motivation, kudos. Again, let's challenge you to try to figure out another way to achieve the same outcome without always having to rely on the emotion of fear to do it. For those of you that become paralyzed by fear, again, let's figure out how to tweak that. We want to acknowledge it, but then we also want to figure out what are our opportunities to pivot. And with both of them, whether it's an internal voice or an external voice, we have to figure out how do we set the proper boundaries so that we can mitigate the ability to feel fear when it's not necessarily appropriate for what we're trying to do. And we control that revolving door of what we let in and what we let out. This has been a great podcast episode, y'all. Love it. Definitely want to hear your thoughts, comments. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Trinity Breakthrough Coaching. There will definitely be a blurb from this posted on there. Would love to see your comments right there. But without further ado, my challenge this week is to really ask yourself these questions. And again, whenever you hear the word why, exposure is soon to follow. So let's figure this out together. Take care. Oh, 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 o